than I do and welcome to my podcast, Enormous Issues, Audacious Ideas. I am the Silicon Valley brat. I am a millennial hailing from South Africa on a mission to tackle some of the most challenging problems facing our generation. And I plan to do this by inspiring leaders just like you to be the most biggest, baddest, and audacious selves that you can be and birth audacious ideas into the world. But you might be thinking to yourself, now who the hell is Rhea? And where does she get the audacity to even have an opinion on this stuff? Well, let me tell you a couple of things about myself. I quit the successful cybersecurity automation startup that I co-founded when I realized that I was so much more interested in how people worked than how to protect corporations against hackers. I spent way longer than I probably should have at McKinsey & Company, where I worked with hundreds of Fortune 500 executives across four continents. But, you know, I did some really freaking awesome work along the way. Right before I founded my leadership coach business, I was an executive at Nike, which, to be honest, didn't work out so well for me, and mostly because I don't work well when I'm told to stay in my lane and be nice and quiet. Remember, I'm a bit of a brat. I'm also obsessed with Burning Man. I know, it's crazy, but the principles of radical inclusion, radical self-expression... And really the overall focus of bringing people together, teaching them what it really means to live in a community. This is a world where amazing audacious ideas, amazing audacious structures, artworks, music is created. In my opinion, Burning Man is the most exciting hotbed of creativity that exists anywhere in the world. And I think that that's why I'm drawn to it and the people that belong to this community. For example, my... (laughs) Partner is a 12-time Burning Man attendee and the leader of his own camp. I also tend to be a huge party animal. I love house music and techno. I DJ and I'm a fire dancer, which basically means I like lighting things on fire and spinning them around my body really fast. So why am I doing this podcast? Well, being a leadership coach, I'm fascinated by all things psychology, how you think, how you learn, how you can broaden your range as a human and transform the way you create and innovate. I deeply care about the planet and I deeply, deeply care about the future of the human race. Climate change is an existential issue of our time, affecting our safety, our health and our futures. Having a background in automation, I am very worried, to be honest, about the future of work and how automation is permanently shifting. The way that we see jobs, the labor market, and the opportunities for our children and people existing in the workforce today. I also look around me and see some really crazy problems. Things like Generation Z and their obsession with internet perfection. And huge corporations like Google and IBM that have AIs that can basically do anything. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, the balance of power in the world is shifting from governments to corporations. And do we really want to trust corporations to have our backs? I mean, just look at Facebook. And to all my friends that work at Google and Facebook, I love you guys and thank you for all the support. The other issue that really gets to me is the fact that racism in this day and age is still running rife. In fact, it feels like it's getting worse, not better. And as a non-white person who was born in apartheid South Africa, this really is a problem. I look at these issues and the majority of our current leaders and I'm like, what the actual fuck, man? Where are we headed and what are you doing about it? I am 
more and more acutely aware that the status quo is just not going to cut it against these issues. They're just too big and they're too complex. We need to take a multidisciplinary approach to this. We need to take an out-of-the-box, non-derivative approach to these things. And current leadership models are just not set up to drive major change that we need to see. We need to really think outside the box. But corporate culture, society, and our school systems prepare us to be clones. They cut away at our creativity, our boldness, until we're only operating as a narrow slice of who we really are. And my lived experience backs this up. I went to a very traditional private girls' school in South Africa, where I was basically taught to toe the line. We were told to be courteous, considerate, and most importantly, quiet. And when I went and said that I was going to be a mechanical engineer on full scholarship, my parents, my teachers, and even some of my friends' parents scoffed at this. They were like, what the hell are you doing? Imagine if I had taken their advice. I'm so glad that I didn't. Because I would never have gone into the middle of Africa to build plants for the mining industry. I never would have thought I was bold enough to join McKinsey. I would never have made it to Silicon Valley and I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. And then I entered the corporate world, which was even more stifling. There's all that corporate bullshit that drives assimilation versus individualism and promotes leaders to play it safe and think inside the box. Believe me, I know all about it. I drank the Kool-Aid for years. I wore the t-shirt. Hell, I made the t-shirt. So I left corporate and went into the inspiring, sexy, slick world of Silicon Valley. And what did I find? A boys club. Did you know that just 3% of VC funding goes to women entrepreneurs? And 81% of all VC firms don't have a single black investor. The VC space and tech culture in general filters diverse ideas from diverse entrepreneurs. And as a result, we see a lot of the same types of ideas and the same types of technology solutions. We live in a world that pushes us at every turn to be normal to stay in our lanes. But my dilemma is that we're faced with these really big issues which need bold solutions and bold leaders who are willing to shake things up a little in the service of the greater good. I have a little theory, and that is to have audacious ideas, you have to be audacious yourself. And here's a little example of why I say that. I'm gonna tell you a personal story I say I'm a brat because I'm a rebel. And the reason that I'm a rebel is because my parents and my godparents, the people who made me, were literal rebels. I was born in 1988 and apartheid ended in, in 1994, about six years later. My parents and godparents, all of them academics, intellectuals in their early 20s, were activists working undercover the late 80s were some of the, the darkest uh, days for non-white South Africans. The ANC was banned, its leaders were in exile, and its remaining members were driven deep underground and they were being, you know, collected and sometimes killed. My parents were arrested several times and my godfather, who was the most involved one in their group, was uh, captured in 1987 and became a political prisoner. He was tortured brutally and almost died of pneumonia in prison. I was born during that dark time when they have heard stories of many, many of their comrades, as they call them, that were killed or captured. 
It was a time where there really wasn't any light to be seen on the horizon. But my godfather didn't die in prison. In fact, just a few years later, Nelson Mandela, my original role model, the OG grandfather, was released from prison. And as unbelievable as this was to us at the time, and let me tell you, it was really unbelievable for South Africans at the time that not only was Nelson Mandela out of prison after all these years, but he became South Africa's first democratically elected president. Nelson Mandela had an audacious idea, and this was eloquently delivered at his trial many, many years before in 1964. And this is what he said. I have cherished the ideal of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunities. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve. But if needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. Nelson Mandela would spend another 27 years in prison on Robben Island with no contact from the outside world. But this idea, this idea was so audacious that it survived. It survived his absolute dead silence to the rest of the country. 23 years later, that idea would cause men and women like my parents and godparents to be prepared to give their own lives for that audacious idea. And guess what? Through their work and the work of many, it worked. And we saw our world change. We saw our world change as a direct result of that audacious idea and the waves that it sent into the world. Now, like Elon Musk, Malala, and Greta Thunberg, Nelson Mandela was not someone who lived his life playing by the rules. No, he broke them. He had the audacity to be truly audacious himself. And I am inspired by the individuals that change the world. And I am so fascinated by them as people. And that is really what my work is all about. My work is to help entrepreneurs and creatives find range and to expand into, fall in love with and learn to wield those parts of you that you might be afraid of or even a little ashamed of. Or, you know, those parts of you that might just need a little love. And I've seen that expanding yourself allows you to tap into oceans of creativity lying inside of you. And we need you to do this in order to make real change happen. I'm on a mission to empower as many bold, creative problem solvers like you as possible so that you too can start being audacious thinking audacious thoughts and building a community of audacious people who maybe just maybe inspire you to solve some enormous issues facing our generation and the ones to come I look around me at the people I know and see all over the place, in cities all over the world, and I see so many bright, innovative minds, and so many of you are already doing great things. But so, so many more of you have the potential to be truly great. I realize that to break the mold the way that Elon, Greta, Malala, and Nelson did, I mean, Malala was shot in the head, and she still had the audacity <laughs> to fight for what she believed in. 
Yeah, to break the mold, you have to just be an audacious, crazy, passionate, and unyielding person. So what will you get here on this podcast? Well, I'll be talking to some of the top leaders and thinkers in parts of the world that are really shaking things up, like Silicon Valley, Austin, London, Johannesburg, who are absolute game changers as human beings and in their fields. You'll be meeting some truly audacious people. I mean, people that just don't give a fuck about convention and really see it that there is far too much at stake to play it safe anymore. I'll be talking to folks with some outstanding success stories and also some spectacular failure stories. But I promise you that they will all be inspiring, resilient, thoughtful, smart, innovative, and super interesting. We'll discuss some enormous issues, dig into some audacious ideas, but most importantly, we'll talk about where audacious ideas come from, who you need to become as a person to have audacious ideas. And how do we scale this thing? How do we wake people up to new, bold ways of thinking? And maybe, just maybe, right here, we'll uncover some ideas that have the real potential to change the world. Once again, I'm your host, Ria Naidu, and this is the Enormous Issues Audacious Ideas podcast. Stay tuned for my next episode wherever you get your podcast by hitting that subscribe button. Thank you for listening.